You are listening to a live broadcast from Faith Worship Center in Portia, Arkansas. To do it well, and I want to share with you today a very simple truth. I probably won't keep you here very long. A very simple but very needed truth, especially for, I feel, um, for women, for mothers and daughters and sisters and wives, um, whatever role you play in your home and your family. Um, it, this is a very needed word. I know it was for me. Um, so I'm going to ask you this morning that you would open your Bibles, and we are going to go to the book of Luke. Very familiar passage. You've probably heard it over and over. But we're going to be in the book of Luke. We're going to be in chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, and we're going to start reading in verse 38, and we'll read through verse 42. When you're there, say amen. I'll give you another minute to get there. Luke 10, 38 through 42. And if you want to stand this morning as we read the word of God, this is what the scripture says. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And this morning, I'm going to uh, speak to you a quick message entitled, Serving or Sitting. Serving or Sitting. And that being said, you may be seated. Serving or Sitting. So we come into this passage, and obviously, Jesus is coming into town, um, into a town called Bethany. And we know from Scripture that Martha and Mary and Lazarus were good friends of our Savior. And he came into their home and he came by their way. And Martha received him, the Scripture tells us, received him into her house. I want to tell you this morning that Jesus is not looking to be impressed. He's not looking for you to impress him in any way, shape, or form. All he wants is to come into your house this morning. He wants to come in and dwell with you and have relationship with you. And, and many of us, I know women, I, I, you know, we'll hit on this more, but there's so much guilt these days that, that is thrown at women and, and mothers and wives, that the way we should be doing things, the way that thing, you know our lives should look, the way we should conduct our homes, and the way the kind of wives we should be in our homes. And there is a truth to some of this. But if we can get back to simplicity and our, our relationship with Jesus being first, he says, just come and open the door. Let me come in. Let me dwell with you. Let me sit with you. Let me teach you. Let me have a relationship with you. It's very simple. You know, we've made this life very complicated, but it's very simple what Christ desires. He said, just open the door. Let me come in. Let me sit with you. Let me teach you. And Martha, you know, she did the first thing right. She opened her home and she let Jesus come in 
and he sat and he began to teach as he usually did. And then we see Mary, who is her sister, and the scripture tells us that Mary sat at Jesus' feet and she heard his word. See, there were two things going on here, and we're going to see two different decisions and actions and priorities from two different women, and see, both were doing necessary things, or what seemed to be necessary at the time. But we're going to find out here that only one truly had their priorities right. And if you were here last night, then you probably have caught on that the Lord's been dealing with me a lot recently about my priorities and and he's brought me to these passages and these scriptures and like I said last night I will be on the firing line first I'll be the first one to tell you that my priorities have not always been right they've not always been Jesus first even though that doesn't mean that we can't minister that we can't love God that we can't live for God but sometimes even with how, even when we're completely um, genuine in all that we're doing, we still misplace him in the order of our lives. And it's this simple truth that I've tried to get through that I am trying by the help of the Holy Spirit to get across to all of you today and last night is that life would be much better if we could put him first. If we could learn that he comes first in all things, even in, even in your home. In your home, in your day-to-day life, in the midst of all that you have to do and all the responsibilities that you have. If we could learn the importance of putting Christ first in all things, then life would be much simpler. It'd be much more peaceful for us. Amen? And I know it's, it's easier said than done. Sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes it's very difficult for us to to push past all the things that we have going on in our life and to really put Christ, allow him to rule and reign in our hearts and in our lives the way that he should. It's an effort that we have to make every single day to acknowledge him first. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And we like to to harp on the he'll direct your paths because that brings us peace. And that's true and that's right. But we've got to get the first part right first. In all your ways, acknowledge him. When I'm sitting with my children, schooling them at the table, there are times I want to lose my mind. And I have to remind myself, Lord, you come first. I acknowledge you in all of my ways. Help me in this task. Help me to serve my family. Help me to serve my husband. Help me to serve my children. Lord, help me to serve in ministry where you've placed me. Help me to fulfill my role to the best of my ability. And the truth is the only way that we can fully give our all in what God has called us to do is that we sit at his feet first. That we constantly, daily, find a place at his feet. And before we attempt to serve, we have to sit. 
Before we attempt to serve, we have to sit balancing that relationship with Christ and a busy life. You know, it bothers me, and I hope I don't offend anyone here this morning, but we are in the middle of and have been for a while this this women empowerment movement. And you know what I'm talking about. Women, we're strong. We can do what the men do. We can do it all. We can go work full-time jobs and we can raise our kids. And, and, and it's, the, it's putting women in a place that God never intended us to be. To the point, and we see where that has led, to the point where women now want to be men. It, it's, it's skewed. It's, it's not correct. It's not right. It's not God's order. It's not God's way. And that's not to belittle or offend any woman in this place. Because what God has created you to do, no man can do. And if we can accept that and we understand that we are different, we are not the same as men. We don't think like them. Amen? <laughs> Sorry, Brother Steve's in the back. But we don't think like them, and they don't think like us. And that's not bad. If we take on our roles as wives, as women, in our homes, in, in God's order. God's order. It's all about God's order. And, and, and we've seen these women rising up saying, I can do everything. And, and I understand there are situations that women have been put in in their homes where they have to take on roles that they never intended to take on. And the Lord will help you if you are in that place. The Lord will equip you. He will be the father to the fatherless. He will be your very best friend. He will come alongside you and he will equip you to fulfill those tasks in your life and in your family that you have found yourself having to fulfill. But the truth is women are not men and men are not women and that's okay. It's not an offense. I'm not offended when I can't do something that my husband does. Thank God for my husband who can come and help me. Right? I'm getting off on a tangent here. But, but this women empowerment movement, we can do it all. And what it causes is burnout. And see, we can do this same thing spiritually. Constantly trying to do everything ourselves, constantly feeling like we can do it all. I can serve and I can, I can do this for God and I can, I can do this in the church and I can go home and I can be a wife and I can be a mother. And all those things are great when they're in the right order. But you will never be able to fulfill that role. You'll never be able to accomplish what Christ has called you to accomplish in any way, shape or form if you have not found a place at his feet first. If you haven't found a true relationship with Christ first. If our priorities are not correct. And we see here what that caused. See, Mary sat and he, she heard his word. And there, I want to say this this morning. I don't know, you know, social media is a huge thing these days. And, and, and it causes a lot of confusion. And my friend at home, she tells me all the time, she says, I truly believe that social media is one of the enemy's number one 
ways of destroying families, destroying homes. Because, and someone said one time, social media, it's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel of all the highs in a person's life. Not, not often do they share many lows. Not often does anyone really want to tell you how difficult life can get and how, how challenging life can get. It's, it's a bunch of highlight reels, but we find ourselves scrolling through and thinking, I'd really like my life to look like that. I'd really like my home to look like that. Man, I wish my husband, I wish he treated me like that. When we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors, we have no idea what's going on in the lives of other people. And, and there's, there's this saying that I keep coming across, being a mother and being a wife is your highest calling. Be, be content with that. And while I believe that, that those things, being a mother, being a wife, taking on those roles as a woman, while I believe those things are, are important, I want to tell you this morning, and I hope that you already know, but I want to reiterate this fact, that the very highest calling on your life is to sit at the feet of of Jesus. The very highest calling may be the most humbling calling of all, and that is to humble yourself at the feet of Jesus and to learn his word and to know him. Your highest calling is to know Christ. There is nothing in this world that compares. And that is not just for us ladies. That is for every single person, every single believer that places their faith in Christ. There is nothing that he could call you to do. I love to minister. I'm so thankful that I get the opportunity to travel and to be involved in ministry. But that is not my highest calling. That is not my highest calling. My highest calling is to know Christ. Because if I don't know Christ, if I don't find a place at his feet, if I don't find a place to learn and to grow, then I come to you empty. I come to you with nothing to offer you, with nothing to give you, no truth to give you. And, and that doesn't just apply to the minister. That applies to you in every area of your life, whatever God has called you to do. If you're a mother, if you're a wife, if you're in the workplace, you have nothing to offer anyone if you are empty. And the only way to be filled truly, to be satisfied, we talked about it last night, the only thing that will truly satisfy your heart, that will truly give you something of value is to know Christ to be in relationship with him, to find that place at his feet, no matter what you have going on, no matter how crazy the home is, no matter how chaotic relationships are, no matter what you have to tend to at home, Jesus Christ, he has to come first. He has to be our priority or we have nothing to give others. We have nothing to fill us. We're empty. We're void without Christ. We're void without relationship with him. We must have a relationship with him. 
He is our highest calling. Knowing him is our highest calling. In verse 40, it says that Martha was cumbered about much serving. Serving. And and we've talked about it a little bit, but I want to really hone in on that word for a minute. Because in the church world, this has become number one priority. And we have to be sure that we find a balance here. Because Christ has called us to serve, right? To serve as believers, as Christians. We should be a part of our churches. We should be serving our churches and helping our pastors. And I'm sure that Brother Steve and Sister Becky, they would agree with that. They need you to serve. They need you to come and genuinely be a part of their church, to be a part of whatever they have going on here in any area that you can help. That's very important that we serve. And that's why I opened this up saying that, you know, both Martha and Mary, they were both doing something needful. But if you're serving and serving and serving and serving and you're never sitting, I have seen it happen. I've seen it happen. And people, you know, we say it all the time, church burnout. Pastors get burnout. People that are serving in the church, they get burnout. Well, it's true. I've watched it happen. I've watched families fall apart because they put all their faith and all their time into serving the church And not sitting at the feet of Christ. And they found themselves empty. And they found themselves having nothing to run on. Nothing to give. Nothing to offer. And so I I urge you, serve. Serve as Christ has called you to serve. But be sure that you are finding a place at his feet. And I'm going to keep repeating myself. I'm going to keep saying that. Because I do want you to understand that I am not talking negative about serving, about doing, about about being active in the things that God has called you to do. That's so important. And if you don't do it and you don't fulfill that role, then nobody will. You're needed in the kingdom of God. You're important in the kingdom of God. If you're greeting someone at the door, you're important in the kingdom of God. If you're raising children in your home, you're important to the kingdom of God. If you're a wife in your home and you're encouraging your husband in the things of the Lord, you are important to the kingdom of God. You don't have to stand here and do what I'm doing. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a a worship leader. You don't need a title. Just serve him in the way that God has called you to serve. But before you take on that role, be sure that your priorities are in line with God's order. And that is to not just invite him into your home and start to serve him one thing after the other after the other until you're going crazy. But find a moment in your day. To sit at Jesus' feet. Find a place. Daily. And and you know, I I found myself in in a, a time... I've got two little children. I'm traveling to minister. I've got a job back at home. I've got a few things going online. I've got, you know, we live kind of far out, far away from our workplace now. And so things just... I'm homeschooling. Things get hectic chaotic 
And for a period of time, I found myself so overwhelmed because I felt like I simply just, I couldn't find a minute to sit down, to get recharged, to find a truth in God's word that I could hold on to for the day. And, and the truth is, I was probably just making a f- some excuses because, because it's easier to just say, I just don't have time for this. God loves me anyways. He sees my heart, right? And that's true. But he also wants you at his feet. He does see your heart. He does see what you have going on day to day. But he wants you to make time for him. He wants you to do what is needful, not just for him, but because you need it. You have to have it. And I came to the point where I just said, Lord, if if I have to sit down at the end of the day and literally fall asleep trying to read your word because I'm so exhausted, then fine. That's what we'll do. But I'm going to make the effort to come and sit at your feet and learn of you. We have to make him a priority. We have to make him our priority, our number one. And, and Martha was serving. And, and you can see in the scripture, you can literally feel as you're reading this passage how beside herself she was getting. Martha was really on edge here. Like she's about to go crazy. Right? Been there? Been there, done that, right? She's about to lose it. You can feel it to the point where she literally looked at Jesus and said, do you not care? Jesus, she looked at him and said, do you not care about me? See, when we're serving without sitting, we, we force our place into a, or we, we force ourselves into a very selfish place sometimes. Where we're just looking at ourselves. Do you not care about me? Do you see all of this that I have going on? Jesus, do you see? I can't, I can't sit at your feet. Do you see what's going on in my life right now? Do you even care? I mean, how dare we ask Jesus, do you even care? What I have going on? And I feel Jesus was probably thinking, Martha, that's exactly why I came here. So you could sit. I'm not here for you to impress me. I didn't come here so you could do all these things for me. I came here so that you could sit at my feet and you could receive from me what I have to offer you. He's not looking to be impressed with your heart, with your life. He will come and sit in your mess if you will just have relationship with him. If you would just commune with him. He will sit in your mess and he won't say a word about it. He won't say a word about what your house looks like. And I'm talking spiritually, right? I hope that you're getting that. 
not your physical house, but, but spiritually. All he wants to do is come in and dwell with you, that you would sit at his feet, that you would learn of him, that you would receive truth from him, that you would be, and you want to talk about women empowerment, that's where you're going to get empowered. That's where you're going to get filled from head to toe with the power of the Holy Spirit because we have to have his help. We have to have the help of the Holy Spirit in all of our daily tasks and everything that God's called us to do and there's only one place that we're going to find that and that is at his feet Jesus do you even care well of course I do come sit down take a moment and be with me be in relationship with me let this be genuine and real. Forget everything you have going on during the day. Leave the dishes in the sink. Leave the rooms dirty. Leave the, the animals hungry outside, maybe. I don't know. That might be a little too far. Feed your animals. But you get what I'm saying. Set it aside. Spend that time with him. Get to know him. Let him give you his word. Let him speak truth to you be a disciple you know it, it was interesting that Mary came and sat at Jesus feet in that day if you understood the custom that is what a disciple did scripture told us that Paul sat or at the time Saul sat at the feet of Gamaliel and that is where he learned that is how they learned. That, that symbolized that they were a disciple of Christ. And that is what God desires of us, that we would not just be a servant, but we would be disciples, that we would be a learner, that we would desire to grow in his word and to grow in his truth, that we would desire relationship with him. And, and so... Martha said, do you even care about me? Do you, do you see that my sister, now it's not Mary, my sister. She's not calling her by her name. Do you see what Mary's doing? No. Do you see what my sister's doing? You do see that my sister's left me all alone. You know, not only did she get selfish, now she's pointing the finger and comparing herself. Comparing herself. Maybe she felt like, you know, Mary kind of is doing what I want to do. But then wanted to justify herself. But I'm doing right, too. I'm doing well. You know, it, that causes us, when we're serving, 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 and we're not receiving from God, it, it pushes us to places where we really don't want to find ourselves. It causes the ugly to come out. The selfishness. The... the pointing the finger at others, blaming, being resentful because she gets to do that and I have to stand over here and wash the dishes. When the truth is the invitation to sit at his feet was for both of them. The invitation to come and be filled, it's for all of us. There's not one that's preferred over the other. Jesus didn't call Mary to his feet and say, Martha, you go serve in the kitchen. That's not what he said. He came into the house and they made a decision. They made a choice. Martha said, I think this is important. And Mary said, I think sitting here at the feet of Jesus, I think this is important. 
And Jesus would look, and I love this, verse 41, Jesus looked at Mary or, and Martha, and he said this, Martha, Martha. He says her name twice. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. See, Jesus didn't respond condemning her. He didn't respond to her aggravation, to her frustration with his frustration. He responded to her the way that he always responds to us. He said, Martha, Martha, which is when he says something twice in scripture, there's an emphasis on this. And it simply implies intimacy and care. Martha, I see what you're doing. I see how exhausted you are. I see all the effort that you have put into impressing me and serving this house. Because likely there was a house full of people at this time. Jesus didn't often travel alone. So there's a house full of people. Of course she feels the pressure. Of course she feels that she has to do something to impress. Of course. And, and maybe her, her motive was not wrong. I don't believe it was. And Jesus says, I, I see you, Martha. I see what you're doing. I see all of your efforts. And I, I appreciate them. And I care for you and, and his patience with us. God's patience with us. It, it, it blows my mind how patient and caring and loving he is toward us when we don't deserve it. But he said, Martha... You are careful and troubled about many things. Careful, full of care. Careful and troubled. See, you know, I hear people say all the time, well, worry is a sin. You're sinning if you're worrying. You're going to have to give me really good scripture for that one. Because it is not what God desires for us. But it is a natural response for many of us to be worried about things, to care about things, especially women. God created us in a different way. We, we think about things and worry about things and care about things in a different way. And he said, Martha, you are full of care, but it... Here was the problem. She was full of care, but she was troubled. See, there is something that we must do with our worries, with our care. And this is where I believe that that worrying and that troubling can become sinful. But if we find ourselves full of care full of worry, and we know what to do with that, that changes things a little bit. So what do we do? What do we do when we find ourselves full of care? What do we do when we find ourselves overwhelmed with things going on in our lives, things that we're worried about, people we're worried about? What do we do? Well, Philippians 4 tells us this. 
And I love, this is one of my favorite scriptures. It's become one of my favorites over the last couple of years. But Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it tells us, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and it will guard your minds through Christ Jesus. So what do we do when we find ourselves anxious and worried and full of care? We come to his feet. We come to his feet and we say, Lord, this load that I'm carrying right now, it's too much for me. It's keeping me up through the night. I'm worried constantly to the point where my heart's racing. I'm fearful. And I have to bring this to you and I have to lay this at your feet. And I have to trust, Lord, that you are going to take care of me. That you are going to take care of this situation. That you care about me. When you don't know what else to do, find a place at his feet. Find a place in his presence. And that peace of God, have you experienced it this morning? Have you ever experienced that peace of God that just in the moment of turmoil rushes in like a wave and covers you in peace that you don't understand, that you can't, you can't make up? You can't make this stuff up, right? In a moment where it doesn't make any sense, all of a sudden you find your place at his feet and this peace of God comes over you. His peace, supernatural peace that he wants to give us. See, God, he doesn't want our Christian life and our relationship with him to be miserable rushing around and doing this and that and feeling it, it finding time to have a relationship with God is not supposed to be a chore and if we see it the right way it's not a chore it truly is the only time in our life in our day that we get real relief that we open the door for the peace of God to enter in and to help us and to give us strength for the next task The peace of God that passes all understanding. Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. One thing. And what is that one thing? Somebody help me. Sitting at his feet. The one thing. That is really, truly needful. Everything else can wait. Everything else can wait. The one thing that you have to have, the one thing that I have to have, is a relationship with him. Time in his presence, hearing his word. That we truly make him a priority in all the things that we have going on, and we find that balance. 
that he would be number one, that he would rule. Told you there's a pattern here. Again, we talked about it last night, but that he would rule and reign on the seat of our hearts, even in the daily, the mundane, the things that we do as, as women that sometimes we, you know, you don't even think about God being present. But you know, you can, you can find a place at his feet while you're washing the dishes. You can find a place at his feet while you're folding the laundry. While you're watching the children play outside. While you're, you're taking on tasks throughout the day. And I, I challenge you today to do that. To commune with God daily, constantly, as you do your work. And see the difference. Notice the joy that you have. Because we have found a place to fuel ourselves and the only thing that truly does that is Christ the only thing that truly gives us what we need is relationship with Christ is knowing him and we cannot neglect that we cannot excuse our way out of having a relationship with Christ you will feel it you will know when you need to go find a place to be with him. Amen. If you find yourself troubled and worried today, I, I would ask you to really examine your heart and your life. Have I made him a priority? Have I, have I found a place? Have I found the time? Have I made the time? To be with Jesus. Have I made the time to know him? To have a relationship with him? And I hope no one in here this morning feels any ounce of condemnation coming from me. Because I told you, I put myself first here. I've been in your shoes in many ways. I can guarantee you that. I know what it's like to get busy, to have worries and cares, and to find yourself in a place where you're overwhelmed. And I, I don't know how to fit this into my day. I don't know how to prioritize. I don't know how to, to put him first. I don't, how do I do this? Just start with finding a moment. Find a moment in your day where you can hit your knees and simply tell him, Lord, I, I love you and I want to know you. I want to know your word. Make him a priority in your life. Because this life that we live for Christ, it should be full of joy. It should be full of joy. Not a chore, not just the next, next task that I need to fulfill. But a walk with Christ, a friend at all times. Think about that. Someone I can talk to at all times. Someone I can share every detail of my life with. Not just someone that I, I need to clock in and get my time with God in and clock out. 
No, this is a true living God that wants a relationship with you. A friend that sticketh closer than a brother is what the scripture tells me that he is. We've got to have that relationship. We've got to have that time at his feet. And I challenge you today, and I know the word last night was another challenge, but as I'm challenging myself, I'm challenging you. Let's make time for him. Let's make time for relationship with God. Let's make time to understand his word. And let him fill us up. Let him truly, his Holy Spirit, let his Holy Spirit empower us to walk in whatever role that he's called us to walk in. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We've got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We've got to have relationship with Christ to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. They go hand in hand. Let's find a place at his feet. And I I will close today and ask you this question. I'll ask you to examine yourself. When you look at your life and you look at all that you have going on, do you find yourself this morning serving or sitting? Serving or or sitting and and maybe you're the one that's found that perfect balance of both and god bless you <laughs> it's hard it's a challenge to serve him in the way that he's called us to serve him but number 1 that we sit at his feet that we find a place to commune with jesus that we have that daily encounter with christ that we must have So that the Holy Spirit would empower us to do what he has called us to do. And we can do it with joy. We can do it with gladness. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? And I know we don't have any music. And that's fine. We're going to sing a little song this morning in closing. And and we'll pray and dismiss. And maybe you know it. If you know it, don't be ashamed to lift your voice. It doesn't matter what you sound like. I don't care. We're making a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. This simple song, Sitting at His Feet. Sitting at His feet. Sitting at His feet. That is where my life is complete sitting at his feet sitting at his feet My life is complete, sitting at His feet.
and sing it with me if you know it. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you've invited us to find a place at your feet. Lord, that you've invited us by way of Calvary into relationship with you, that we can know you, Father, that we can have a true relationship with you, that we can know you and you can know us, God, the very deepest parts of our heart, our every care, our every worry, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you invite us to cast those cares on you. I thank you, Father, that that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, and you've promised us that if we are in need, Lord, if we're overwhelmed, if we are, are burdened down, if we're troubled, God, that we can come to you and we can find a place place of peace in your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you've made yourself available to us. We thank you, Lord, that by your blood, Father, you have made yourself available to us. You have made relationship possible to us. We thank you, Father, that you are alive and well, and we serve a living God that walks with us and talks with us and desires to know us as we know you. Lord, we give you our praise this morning. I ask that every woman here would leave encouraged, that they would leave challenged, that they would leave, Lord, with a burning desire to make you a priority in their life, Father. And help us, Lord. We need the help of your Holy Spirit. We've got to have your help, Lord. In all that you've called us to do, in our relationship with you, Father. We've got to have the help of the Holy Spirit to know you, to learn of you, to walk in all that you've called us to do, Father. We've got to have your help. And this morning, Lord, we, we close out this service just thanking you. We just thank you. And we love you. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for your care toward us, Lord. And we ask that you would be glorified in our lives, Lord, that you would be glorified in all that we say and do, Father. And we give you all of our praise. We give you all of the glory. And everybody in the house said, Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand of praise. If you were blessed by this message or you need prayer, please email us at faithworshipcenterar at gmail.com.